0: G'day. It's episode 38 of (laughs) (laughs) The Shitted Trope Podcast. episode 38 of the Massive Attack Podcast. I'm Mitch, and this is Sounding Very Morning Zoo. Welcome, Joe. All right, coming right at you, Mitch. How are you? I'm all right. Let's stop that. <laughs> all right. Let's start. now. Yeah, it's been a while. It has. Life got in the way. We did. We missed a month. Goddamn February,
1: miss. and it's only 28 days. Yeah. Not that to be bad. confused with 28 days.
0: Well. <laughs> 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 28 like a band that will play at a music festival. A music
1: festival? Yeah, yes. What,
0: what would what would happen at a music festival?
1: Well, I don't know. Maybe we should jump straight into our music festival visit that we just had. Okay. Rather than talking gaming and rattling our chairs. Yes. Yes, we we had an excursion as I like to call it. We we
0: did have a massive attack excursion
1: and it was a massive excursion too. Wasn't it was a awesome? long day. It was
0: a toe-breaking day. It was. And they're still a bit sore. <laughs> okay. So what we're talking about, we went to Soundwave a couple of weeks back, which we was which is well, I it. it's a two-day music festival. We chose to only partake in one day, and that one day happened to be, well, the reason we went was to see Faith No More, yes, which is the greatest band in the world. As far as I'm concerned, I don't know what you, where you feel and all that. And this really was a right? present to you for your birthday, yeah, it was. on behalf of I already had the tickets, and I like, I don't want to go by myself. <laughs> Here's a ticket for you. You're coming to the concert with me, but yes.
1: So Soundwave, for those of you that don't know is a heavy music festival it's punk metal industrial yeah it's very it.
0: retro yeah there was a lot of older bands like soundgarden face no more ministry fear Incubus factory area seven, Air 7. <laughs> a lot of old names it was like looking at this going oh this is like big day out from 20 years ago but yeah it, but perfect for us because we're old old buggers now but yeah. yeah
1: i was expecting the crowd to be a bit older but there were still quite a few youngins in the crowd
0: couple but it was a good day it was like you said a long day we got there about midday I think it was
1: yeah well because we wanted to go early so we could see Area 7 because we knew who they were yeah (laughs) and yeah they were the first
0: and we panicked because there was no parking at the venue I thought oh we'll get there a bit early we got parking like 200 meters down the street it was we a did. piece of piss yeah like, because yeah they sort of hyped up the fact that there was no public
1: transport and you know you should carpool and pay extortionate prices for like the carpool ticket to get into the the car park and yeah we got a street park just around the corner so all good oh
0: well, all good and we saw well we bought sunscreen because it's going to be hot we thought we'd yes. be responsible. A lot of responsible thinking for the day, which was, I wouldn't have done 20 years ago. No. But I thought, comfortable shoes? Yes,
1: you had the comfortable shoes. I didn't have the comfortable shoes thought, and paid for
0: it. I'm going to be fashionable, or am I going to be comfortable? It's like, oh, it's a long day. My favourite band's at the end of the day. I want to make sure I'm still surviving by the end. So I put on a pair of my old Asics running shoes on, just because I thought, oh, don't worry, if they get dirty, I can throw them out, but at least they're comfy. And, yeah, that paid off. But we also, oh, it's going to be sunny. So instead of going straight to the venue. We went to the Coles next door, okay. which is a supermarket, and bought ourselves some energy drinks and some sunscreen. Mm. And the first thing we saw when we got in there was uh, these poor gingers. Yeah. I was thinking, <laughs> just give it to them. They need it more than we do. And yes. so they are going to get so burnt today. But, you know, I assume they're gingers. They're, they take the proper precautions. Maybe. Because it's their life. <laughs> yes
1: but as far as gingers aside the bands that we were intending on seeing most of them were living up to what we expected them to do i've never seen faith no more live so i was quite thrilled to see them and i must say their set was very impressive being the the headline act they did get to go on a lot longer than any of the other bands
0: Except Soundgarden went the same time well the same as length and wow
1: Yeah, I I must say I was
0: underwhelmed
1: with Soundgarden. Yeah,
0: whelmed is not something I would
1: have used. No, definitely underwhelmed. And I guess I liked Ministry, but I didn't know enough of their songs.
0: Well, I I was a big fan of Ministry for one album, I think I realised. With Jesus Built by Hot Rod and everything off that album was great. But they only played like two songs from that era. And they were the very last songs. And yeah, and there was a lot of others where they they were long songs and I didn't know them and I really couldn't get into it. Like the atmosphere was fine. I just couldn't really get into the songs themselves. We gave Fear Factory a go and again I think I know D Manufacture or something. Yeah. And that was the only album I knew, and they didn't play. I think they played one song off that.
1: I'm sure they probably would have played Resurrection because that is one of their big yeah. hits. But, oh, but we, we left because we, yeah, got we bored. didn't hang
0: around. But we did go check out the the Interrupters. Interrupters, who
1: we didn't really know anything about. They're just a, a little four piece ska band from like, Sacramento California or somewhere, somewhere in California, anyway. But yeah, it's like three brothers and a girl lead singer who I think has had a bit of a career with like some. Pop songs in the past, mm. and I think she actually did the vocals for one of the songs that's on the Hairspray soundtrack yep. back in two thousand and seven. Mm-hmm. But they were actually probably highlight of the, the night,
0: Discovery of the day.
1: They were definitely discovery of the mm. day. They were they were really energetic and, and best picture, no doubt. Yeah, exactly. Early, no doubt. Still, when they were a ska band, not a pop band. Yeah, and it was interesting that you pointed out that when we we're at ministry, we could quite easily carry a conversation between each other in front of ministry and it wasn't that loud but in front of the little stage for the interrupters we were pretty much yelling at each other to try and hear each other yeah but yeah the
0: energy with them i just found to be incredible it was fun. Uh, we saw the Aquabats, which we've seen before. That was good to see.
1: Unfortunately, the, the end of the acrobats clashed with the start of Faith No More, which was probably our only real big clash of the day, considering there was five stages. That's pretty good.
0: Well, we did stay and watch all of Ministry when I heard there was a band I didn't know anything about, but they looked interesting in their photo with a hot lead singer with pink hair called Icons for Sale. Or Icon Icons for, for Hire. I think it was here. And I thought, oh, am I checking them out? But it's like, oh, but if Ministry play the good songs that I miss, I'll be upset. Yeah. So we didn't bother. But then I found out a friend, um, Jace, went and saw... He just happened to... He went and saw Incubus and was bored. So he <laughs> left them and goes, oh, I'm getting a beer. Screw this. And he went, all the, the layout for Soundwave was great, where every stage had a bar area. So... You had to have a, like a be over eighteen with a special thing on your wrist to show that you're over eighteen, but you could you didn't have to leave that area to to watch a band. Like every every um, stage had a viewing area with a bar in it. Yeah, it was so. really
1: well organised. Like I was really impressed with how well. Organized, it was. I was mm. expecting it to be just drunken yobs running wild, but and it wasn't. that? I think it yeah. was too old. I think so, maybe.
0: <laughs> but um, yeah, Jay said he popped in, he goes, I'll get a beer, and he could hear this noise coming from the other stage. So he popped up to have a look, and he said, They are awesome. And I went and looked at a YouTube clip of them, and damn it, that was the sort yeah. of music I really like. So that's my one miss of the day because there was another band we saw the last four chords of
1: yeah we walked into one of the stages and, and there was like a female drummer and I think a female lead singer and she was just finishing off a drum solo and then she just sort of stood up and threw her sticks into the audience and went
0: thank you good night and, and the I'm crowd were like, really into it and I said like oh yeah, I think we missed something bit. here but
1: yeah anyway and, and so we caught a little bit of there was a Swedish metal band called Death Stars and we saw a couple of their songs and I think they were actually probably would have been worth seeing the whole set of theirs
0: it was this very hot day and it was in a, the only indoor stage and very uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, there was a lot of sweaty bodies going on there. So,
0: but as I said, we we got to see
1: Faith No More live, and it's my first time for Faith No More. How many times for you?
0: Seven or eight. Yeah.
1: And I got to see the Aquabats again, so I was happy. And I got to see Bayside, which I was quite excited about, even though I only really know their first album, or as you kept calling them Riverside or Riverdale <laughs> and Riverdale and Riverdance. So I don't know where that came from, but yeah, there was a good day. And other than the fact that we were standing up for all day. 11 hours or something. But I had comfortable
0: yeah. shoes, I was fine. I know, you were smart. Yeah, I so what I had, did you
1: do? I had old docks that uh, I didn't want to get my new docks dirty, so I wore my old docks. And, uh, and what did I, you do? What did I do? Paid for it. Your toes are... I know, my, my poor little toes, my, actually my big toes are both now heavily bruised. <laughs> and I could hardly walk for a couple of days. And it's not this. like you're moshed. No, there was, was none of that. It was just No, it was just standing up all day. Really? out like, Yes. But anyway, that that was Soundwave and maybe I might dig up a, a track from the Interrupters to finish the show with this the month. The
0: Interrupters. I just every time I hear that name I just think of the Conan O'Brien sketch, but you
1: know. Yes. Anyway, we'll we'll jump back on our normal track and we'll we'll go into gaming. So have you been gaming? I've done a little bit of gaming. Mm-hmm. I haven't really played anything ...new and exciting. I watched my kids play the Star Wars Connect game... ...because they got that a couple of weeks ago... ...and I haven't actually played it myself... ...I've just watched them play it. And it's strange. It's a lot of cutscenes ...for five minutes of kids just waving their arms... ...to pretend they've got a lightsaber. And there's another bit where you get to be a dancer... ...in Jabba's Palace...
0: Oh, that's the best bit! Oh, it's
1: a bit strange though. It's like <laughs> scantily of, like, clad women dancing on screen, like hand solo, like yeah. dancing. Yeah. yeah. Well, the kids got to dance like, as well. Dance, a walkie, dance so Revolution. Were, yeah. Yeah, it is a lot like Dance Dance Revolution, but yeah, I, I just think it's probably not aimed at my age group kids, based on the fact that they are scantily clad doing suggestive dance moves. But my kids seem to like it. They're they're into Star Wars at the moment, and it's interactive. The only thing I can say against it is the fact that, yeah, there is a hell of a lot of cutscenes that you have to sit through before you have any action. And my little four-year-old, the Kinect kind of loses him a little bit because he kind of moves around a bit too much and doesn't stay in the right spot. But, yeah, they they enjoyed it. Other than that, I have been playing a little bit of games with the kids because I have Galaga on the Xbox 360 and I just happened to be playing that the other day because I was bored. And now my kids are really into Galaga. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I've mentioned that when I was, like... My seven-year-old's probably just a little bit older than that when I was sort of probably eight or nine. In my primary school, there was a milk bar across the road and they had a Galaga cocktail machine. And I would run out of school as soon as I could, as soon as the bell went and put my 20 cents in and have my game of Galaga.
0: Now, a milk bar for those of you in South Australia, you, which you call a deli. A deli, yes. <laughs> and... Um... I suppose just a corner store for anyone else out there do not what a milk bar is. Just well, exactly.
1: Case. You'd go and get your bag of mixed lollies and you'd use your 20 cents change. Lollies
0: just. for people in America <laughs> <as> candy. <laughs> is candy. Or, or, or sweets if you're English.
1: <laughs> or if when you were a kid in my when I was a kid it was like a bag of mixed lollies no bubblegum because I was never allowed to eat bubblegum when I was a kid. Oh, I don't
0: so. think bubblegum was ever an option in mixed lollies. It was always teeth and fantails. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Must sticks. Snakes. Mm, mm. Deli babies. Mm. Chocos. Yeah. 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 Racist.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying they were in there, not that they were running the shot. Oh, okay. But yes, I, I'd plonk my 20 cents down and I'd, you know, play a little bit of Galaga. And now, yeah, the kids are getting into Galaga. They See, they understand the concept of deliberately getting your fighter captured in the, the oh, end of the second round. So was, you've got a double fighter for the challenge round. So
0: yeah. yeah, it's all good. See, I probably opted that 20 cents would have gone on mixed Lollies. And that's why I look the way I do today. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well I, I used to have 40 cents so I used to have 20 cents of mixed oh, lollies and sweet. 20 cents for the machine I can remember once when I was a kid and I found 50 cents on the ground and I was like wow I can afford like so many lollies with 50 cents and I had like you know days worth of lollies but now 50 cents worth of mixed lollies you've probably got what two lollies <laughs> Anyway, Anyway, that's pretty much my gaming. Other than that, I've downloaded a couple of the freebie games that they've had in Games for Gold. Tomb Raider is just out this month, but probably will be finished by the time this episode goes up. And then I think they're having Bioshock Infinite is the second game for this month. Bastards! Yeah, so two good games for a change. Mm -hmm. And I downloaded Sniper Elite 3 or Sniper Elite 2 I think, which was last month's free game, but I haven't played that yet. What about yourself, Mitch?
0: Well, guess what I've been playing. Bellful. But No. You've
1: been playing Luckily, yes, I have
0: been playing. <laughs> I was tempted to delete it because I've updated my phone. Okay. I'm thinking, all right, the problem with my old phone, it was old, the battery was dying like in a couple of hours. I was like, there's something, this is wrong. So i got my new phone, I'm thinking, excellent, I don't have this battery problem anymore. And the first day, the battery sort of drained really quick, I don't what, what's doing that? Oh, maybe it's spellful. Maybe I should delete it. And then there's a new thing in the iOS operating system where you can see what, what's been using t- so much battery. Oh, okay. And it wasn't spellful. So it's like, no, I'm not going to delete you. <laughs> it's what, not you. What was it? Uh, Facebook Falling actually Park. took a lot. No, no, no. <laughs> Downcast, actually. Oh, okay. Mm, surprisingly. Mm. So I've changed my settings and it's all working well. In case you were wondering and worried for me, no, it's okay, it's fine. Okay. But Far Cry 4, yep. I have been playing a lot of. And, and I'm not looking to play anything else at okay. the moment. I am loving it. I I am fifty two percent in at thirty two hours. Wow. Yeah. I just unlocked like the second half of the game.
1: So you're not gonna be rushing out and buying the D L C that's just been released this week? Nope something about yetis or something
0: yeah the trailer looks cool but Does yeah it? no nowhere near it okay. yeah
1: by the time that you're ready for it that'll be on session i'm hoping yeah
0: i'm just yeah dig this game in the last six months i've pretty much just played far cry because i played far cry 3 i think november last year yeah and for now so for most of the last six months that's all i've been playing and i'm loving it like okay. the mechanics just work it's just fun i, I can jump in i you know I can't do a five minute game in there but if I've got a half hour I can, there's things I can do quickly okay. like there's things on the map where you've got to find these masks in an area and on the map it'll show you it's in this general vicinity so you go around looking so it's a lot of hunting and finding or there's outposts you can liberate radio towers you can climb
1: animals you can skin
0: a lot of that I've done pretty much all that but now so as far as all that goes it, there's plenty to do without being on a st- linear structure and that's great like if I've got a half hour there's something I can do for a half hour if I've got three hours I can get a lot done Uh, I'm just digging it I'm not getting bored and it's pretty much the same thing the whole time but
1: I I don't care so is there different areas that have sort of different sort of baddies and different sort of
0: um mm-hmm. it's got a few different bit. i mean there's a bit where you go to shangri-la where it's just sort of like you're so
1: insane clown possibly
0: yeah so it's all this really weird imagery it's not in not in the world you're in a heaven sort of thing okay so you've got demons and that coming at you so you're in this trance like state and there's another bit these two english jobs who basically keep injecting you with drugs and you keep having trips so it's you got things chasing you, all the lights go into weird colours, so they mix it up a little bit by doing that. And there's a few missions that change a little, so I was sort of like, oh, yeah, I had to escape out of a prison, and the prison was at the top of the Himalayas, so... I had to work down this snowy mountain cap and not get seen. Or, and I had no weapons, so I had to like slowly pick up weapons and then okay. I could fight my way out. So it mixed it up a little bit and changed it enough. And it's just, each game is improving. We, years ago we talked about Far Cry 2 and my game glitched on me at like <laughs> 77% or something. But I felt like I'd played enough of the game not to worry. that I didn't feel I missed anything by not playing. Because the whole game from hour one to the last hour I played, nothing really had changed.
1: No, it was more slightly different. You're either in jungle or in savannah because you're in the middle of Africa. But Yep, so I didn't miss it.
0: You finished it and said yeah, I did. You didn't but
1: miss I, yeah, I didn't like the ending. And I, I don't know if there was multiple endings and I just got the dud ending, or that's just the, the I think standard be ending. It. Yeah. yeah.
0: So with each game, it seems to be improving each time. So I'm looking forward to Far Cry Five. But until then, then I still got to finish Far Cry 5. All
1: right. Well, that, that's, oh, that's probably gaming. enough gaming.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I won't mention SuperCard, even though I just
1: did. You still? I am still playing. They've even brought games out, up to. I just uh, want that. about ten thousand, <laughs> just just shy of eleven thousand actually. They've brought out a new thing called Fusion Cards, where you can instead of just having like your Pro Cards, where you mix two cards together, you can mix three non-matching cards, and you get a slightly better version of that. But yeah, it's just the same, and it's yeah, it's. I'm playing it, but I'm not really addicted to it like I was. I think something might happen that will cause me to go back but who knows. Anyway, that's gaming. I have been watching a little bit of TV and I noticed uh, that you have been watching a little bit of TV too, so maybe we'll jump into your TV first.
0: Okay, I have start I talked about Veronica Mars today. Did. Did yes, yep. so well we finished season 1 which was great. Started season 2. So that's that's still bizarre. good yeah it's fine like I have problems with it but it's not like it's a fault it, it, it's just TV it's not perfect TV
1: is it of its time is uh, that what the problem is
0: yeah I can compare it to other things that were doing same like Smallville or other shows at the time were doing similar things and Buffy's and yeah even though Buffy was before but same sort of problems but you know the show itself is good and the characters are good so yeah I'm it's forgivable I'm other
1: than Kristen Bell who else is in so no other names is it
0: uh, Lisa Renner was in the first season okay uh, so no Harry names. Hamlin was in the first season. Uh, her dad, which I can't remember his name, is freaking awesome, and he's been in things <laughs> like Galaxy Quest. Alan Rickman, yeah, yeah, no, no. Oh. no, but the dad is awesome. He's my favorite character in it. Okay, uh, again, I, I've never watched. Kevin an episode. Smith was in an episode. Oh, okay. Paris Hilton was in an episode. There you go. It's it's weird. I'm still watching Glee.
1: Now, we were at your house a couple of weeks ago and we were looking for something to watch and you showed me a little bit of one of the latest you've episodes. You've given up on
0: Glee. Of, you used to like Glee. Yes, I gave up on Glee
1: probably midway through season five. That was probably the right thing to do. Not long after... The new cast. Yeah. Well, I would watched a bit of the new cast, but I think it was not long after... What's his name? Corey died. Yep. That I gave up watching Glee because I didn't
0: think the tribute
1: episode was handled that well. And yeah, the storylines just kind of went nowhere
0: It, it think. It was shit. Yeah. So we, I, I gave up. We stuck with it, my wife and I, because why not? There's nothing better to do. It's out. You, you know, You're you watching it in 44 minutes and you're done. Exactly. And the problem with the show was the first class was good and you stuck with them for a while. There were characters I didn't like, but you still followed them anyway. And then they had to graduate. They couldn't. They, every year was a new class yeah. year. So they, were, they had to graduate high school. So they pushed the storyline to New York. And then they brought in a new class, so they split the show into two shows, essentially, where you had one crew in New York trying to make a go of it, like being on Broadway or getting jobs or going to uni and all this, and the other ones were the new cast members in The yep. they're back in the old school. And the new members they got in were pretty terrible. They could have been good, they were just written badly, and it was just pretty shit storylines. Yep. And the New York storylines were worse. Yeah, just, exactly. And I mean, all right, I'm a 40-year-old man. It's really not a show written for me. But I got I, I into it. I think
1: it is, though. I think that's what the problem is. It's written by 40-year-old dudes, probably even older. I don't know how, how old Ryan Murphy is. Yeah,
0: but it's just not doing it right. Like, it just, I don't care. Like, Rachel is a character I hate. Like, I'll watch her, but I don't care for her. I do not want to see her succeed. Yeah. You know, she's, but they're putting her up as the linchpin of the show. And she's becoming successful. She's doing this. as like, I don't care. Why are you concentrating on that character? Then there's Kurt, who's another character from the start, who they really push him. And it's like, well, I don't care about him either. I like Blaine. Blaine is a good character. Why aren't you doing more yeah, with him? Exactly. I like this character. Mercedes they push. And again, it's all about dynamics and diversity, and I guess there's different audiences watching, so, you know there's a gay character, there's a fat black character, there's a Jewish character. I don't know if they're trying to give everyone their moment and therefore the only one I associate with was Blaine, which is a gay character, so (laughs) maybe. It's just like, why are we wasting time on this when this is terrible? So for the last two seasons it's been waning, but it hasn't been affecting my life enough to stop. You know, okay. it's not like oh yes we'll watch it and move on to something else but this season which I think is the last season yeah, is gold
1: and it's just becomes so meta in itself it's, it? it's especially a, Sue yeah. Sylvester's
0: like one-liners, and so yeah. the New York thing's gone. Everyone from New York's come back to the main thing, main town. Yeah, all the new characters are pretty much gone except the one good one. So they kept who was good, and they make reference to it, saying, "Oh, they all got shifted, shafted out by Sue Sylvester." Sylvester's doing all these meta comments about the, the characters in the show that you think of watching the show, going, "How does this work?" or "Why does this work?" She actually makes comments about it, and. It's strange. Like there was an episode where, because Blaine and Kurt, her relationship split up, and then it came out she's got this storage cabinet yep. chock full of pictures of them where she's a big blaine <laughs> kurt fan and wants them back together again so she's trying to find all these ways to get them back together including building a fake elevator in the school coerces them into it locks them in and then like in saw she's got a the jigsaw little creature that rides the little push bike oh, okay one of them rolls in through a side door in this fake elevator and convinces them that they should be together and puts together a picnic situation and it's just like this is just strange so they've done everything right as far as like oh we're going back to what people liked or what made the show good yeah I and mean, they brought a few other characters, a few new characters in, and they seem to have done that well as well. They just seem to have got it right. They had two bad years there. Whether the death of Corey Monteith hurt it, I'm not sure. But the characters they had before he died were pretty shareable and yeah. were written terrible. So I don't know. Too much, too little, too late to save the show? Probably. Maybe it didn't have much more legs in it, but they're going out with a bang. Okay. And it's not, I mean, if you've never watched a show or you don't really care, it's not enough to come back. Like, it's, but for me, who's sort of stuck with it, it's it's been <laughs> worth it because. Okay. I stuck in. But, um, so we're still doing that. Still watching Arrow, Flash, Constantine, Gotham, Agent Carter, and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yep. So my geek fix is very good. And just, what couple
1: of new shows you've been watching? I
0: did. I watched The Last Man on Earth, which I didn't know anything about. first episode came out, and I saw Kamau and Johnny to saying it's great watching something like this when it is like a piece of art or something okay. right? oh well this is interesting and it had will fort in it who's a saturday night live guy so i was like oh i'll, I'll give it a go and you sort of had that first minute or two, you kind of had a Breaking Bad feel, but only because it's sort of in Tucson, so you got that desert sort of look. Okay. But the premise is, it's the last man on Earth. Will Fort is driving around America, and this is in the first two minutes, I'm not really spoiling a lot, and just putting X's through a map of America. Okay. He's driving through different states, and there's no one around, and he's got like a megaphone or a speaker on the top of the bus, and he's driving through the state, and hello, no one here, no X, 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 and he ends up back in Tucson. Basically, I'm the last man on earth you don't know how or why he just is and he set, he takes over a house <laughs> and all this stuff that he's gathered on his journeys and Sounds interesting and I've got to say the first half of the episode is an amazing I wouldn't say art film but short film it's just what would you do if you're the last man on earth and it, it's hilarious some of the stuff he does has a bit of fun like he goes bowling then he escalates that bowling alright well I'm going to go bowl in the car park <laughs> <laughs> then I'm gonna I'm gonna bowl other things now <laughs> So it's, it's an amazing 10 minutes of television no, like but just I might have this to check whole thing and I'm thinking how can this be a series and I don't know how many episodes it's going to be but it's sort of like okay and then it does take a twist at some point and you go okay and this is where the show sort of goes from here but that first half is definitely worth seeing if okay. you don't want to stick with the rest of the series but that first 15 20 minutes of the show is is, is amazing I'll, I'll give it that. So that was really good. Another two new show I've been watching is The Odd Couple. You remember the old Odd Couple TV show or the movie?
1: I remember the TV show more than the movie Mm. because I think the TV show was Jack Klugman and... Tony Randall.
0: Also, Okay.
1: I remember Jack Klugman. I don't remember Tony Randall. Yeah. And the movie was Walter yeah. Matt Allen. Bob Hope or one of those guys. No, wasn't it the other one? Lemon? Jack Lemon. Jack Lemon. Jack, Jack Lemon. Yes. 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 Yeah, yeah, we got there in the end without having to resort to uh, but uh, I, I, trusty I did, IMDb. I did grab for the <laughs> you
0: device. You did.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, I, I don't know. I was never a huge fan of the arcade. I
0: no it was but it was one of those shows like in australia i don't know we always got the syndicated shows now it's big bang Theory. it's on every night 48 times yeah it was friends it was seinfeld it was the simpsons but when i was a kid growing up it seemed to be mash gilligan's island brady bunch and the old couple exactly so i again it was always an alternative to the news i could watch tv so it was after school or whatever and there was a show i could watch and i really dug it i don't know why i just did Point of reference, I suppose. It wasn't a lot of other things I'd seen. So Probably. it was a sort of an adulty comedy. It was yeah. sort of like big deal but yeah so i i remember the show and i remember being a jack Klugman fan i think i like quincy ME as well because of it yeah it, it was good so they've done a new odd couple I like, oh that's interesting I had a little quick look and it's starring matthew perry or chandler from friends yeah and tom lennon who i i adore i think he's fantastic he wrote herbie fully loaded so he's got <laughs> all the credentials as to be talented but he's also um the main lieutenant dangle in Reno 911.
1: Yeah.
0: So, the, the State, was it? The US show, Yeah, I think from the, the State. Yeah, so he's done a lot of those sort of things. He's been on a lot of podcasts I like. He was the first guest on the Nerdist podcast. Yes, he was. And I think he's very good. Like, he's, he's a character actor in a lot of ways he will yep. always play a character. You won't you know, he'll put on an accent or a mannerism or something. And it's like, oh, yeah, this could be worth it. So he's playing the Tony Randall uptight character with Matthew Perry's playing the slovenly slob character. Fuck, is terrible. Really? Oh... Like, Because I've got a preconceived idea of those two characters. Yeah. Where Tony Randall was just sort of uptight. He's a clean freak. He's all these sort of things. He was never dumb. You know, he he knew how the world worked. He just wasn't a slop. Yeah. Where the Tom Lennon version of this, he's, he's a little more OCD. Not as bad as Sheldon from Big Bang or anything, but he's, he's not as worldly- when he should be, it just, it just doesn't, doesn't feel right. Okay. And Chandler is just Chandler. He's not.
1: I think that's the problem with Matthew Perry that when he was playing Chandler, he was just being himself. So any time that he's anything these days, he is just yeah, Chandler. So
0: he could be, yeah, and he was just too wise ass without any character. And this is like. So, I've watched three episodes because I'm a sucker. And okay, well, I'm still watching Two bright Girls. Don't get don't get me wrong. I, I'm an idiot. Yeah. So, I'll, I'll stick with it, but I don't think it's going to change. Okay. I don't think it's going to be that good. But I'll just finish on one show that I, I did catch up on because, unfortunately, well, it's, it's sad news, but he did have a pretty good innings, but we lost Lennon Nimoy yes. a few weeks ago. And, obviously, Mr. Spock from Star Trek, as most people know him, but... I got all nostalgic for him and got onto um, Netflix on the set day after he died. And I I did watch Star Trek 2. The good one. The good one. To say, oh, that was kind of good. You know, just a bit of, oh, that's nice. And I thought, oh, I should watch In Search Of. Let's see if it's on YouTube. And it's all there. Okay. And now, do you remember In Search Of? I don't think
1: I ever watched it, but I do know of it. Hmm. It's basically like in the vein of, like, the Arthur C. Clarke Bizarre World and, and that sort of stuff, isn't it? Isn't it trying to unveil mysteries of well, some description?
0: Ripley's Believe It or Not, yeah. those sort of shows, yeah. Yep. It, it, it was done. Van Donenken did Chariots of the Gods in 75, which yep. was a mini series or a documentary series talking about Stonehenge and all these things around the world. It could be Are We Alone kind of thing. Oh, OK. And this was sort of a spin-off TV show based on that because that drove yep. a lot of interest from people. So... They so they did the show in search of and they were going to get Rod Serling to narrate it who created Twilight Zone yep. but he died unfortunately so they went for Lennon Nimoy this it was after been, Star Trek but
1: yeah it would have been a little bit after Star Trek but 77 yeah but he was probably still riding no, that is. syndication wave.
0: Yeah. So it was a show that just looked at in search of a different topic each episode. First episode was sort of like there was Bermuda Triangle, there was Earthquakes, there was Killer Bees, Loch Ness Monster, Bigfoot, all these sort of things. So a lot of shit ones in there. And I have fond memories of watching these shows. Like, and I suppose at the time there was no internet. I was a young kid. And this really introduced me to things in the world. Like I had no idea about Nesca lines, I had no idea about a Bigfoot, and you sort of got this trusted voice talking to you about it, and they do recreations, and I watched about seven or eight episodes <laughs> and I, d- I didn't care about Bermuda Triangle it's bullshit I know that Loch Ness Monster I sort of skip through Bigfoot I skip through because it's like well it's been 30 years and we still haven't found them yet so I'm thinking it's still bullshit and if you, anyone has seen the movie Amazon Women on the Moon have you heard of it? I have Yeah, have i seen it no I've. well it's a sketch movie it's yep. a movie with comedy sketches in it but they sort of did that Ripley's Believe It or Not but I think they got the actual host of it I think it was Robert Stack or something like that Okay. and it was like yes and they did a Recreation of the, Lock, uh, of the Jack the Ripper murders. Oh, okay, and they're going yes. Since 1788, someone toured the streets and killed four prostitutes in in London. This is we think it was Loch Ness monster that did it. And <laughs> they, they called the show bullshit or not, <laughs> and it's that show. Oh, okay, and a lot of it's bullshit. But the killer bees was kind of interesting because they talked about these Africanized killer bees. Why am I teaching history? Anyway, so the bees were people did some genetic engineering by getting the commonly used Italian honeybees and they bred them with African African bees now the thing is with the Italian bees they've been bred for centuries and used as honey producers so they're very docile they're not aggressive they don't they produce the problem is the African bees are not they're wild livid even (laughs) <laughs> and so when they what they got was a really aggressive bee at the end of this. Produces a shitload of honey but they're kind of aggressive and they move on a lot and they take over other hives and all these sort of things. And they introduced these bees into South America. And, and this is back in 1978 they're talking about this. Yeah, I can so,
1: remember it being a real big deal. Was that a, there was like all this sort of fear-mongering the that yep. these bees were going to cross the border from South America into North America. And, yep. just and they had movies over.
0: like The Swarm at the time yeah. and you know, Michael Caine saying the bees were supposed to be be our friends (laughs) and they talked about it saying they're coming up through South America and they're going to hit America and they predicted in 1990 so from
1: time for the guru
0: yeah 12 years from now the African bees are coming and I went onto Wikipedia and had a look think, 1990 really yep. hit hit Texas in 1990 so I was okay. like fuck yeah you got to right in search of <laughs> maybe it was a uh, inside job maybe hmm. mm. well, and I realised then as well thinking about like, this is my Leonard Nimoy you know because Mr Spock's Would you think about but it's like my first introduction to Leonard Nimoy would have been in search of well,
1: I was never a huge Star Trek fan I liked a little bit of next gen but I was never really into the original series I'd probably watch rather. Arthur Khan dozens of times on video when I was a kid, but when I found out that Leonard Nimoy had passed, I dug up my favourite Leonard Nimoy, and that was the monorail episode of The Simpsons. Oh, not Three Men and a Baby? No. No. But, yes, yeah, so I re-watched my, my favourite monorail episode where... Yeah, he did that, my work here is done, (laughs) line at the end. And yeah, it's sad that he passed, but he was in his 80s, he'd lived a good life, he'd done a lot of things, he'd written, directed, starred in movies. He was quite a good photographer later in life that did photography of big, beautiful women, which was kind of interesting. And yeah, good on him, He, he lived well. Yes. And prospered. <laughs> so yeah, so well, that's your TV. Yep. My TV is probably a little bit more lowbrow than that. I've been watching a lot of reality TV, as I tend to do. I'm still watching Steve Austin's Broken Skull Challenge mm-hmm. and still really getting into that. There was one episode the other week that I was very interested in because they had like chunky women for a change rather than their normal <laughs> athletic women. And the way it was filmed was very suggestive when they were rolling around in the gravel wrestling. So that, that was quite interesting. That's episode four if anyone wants to go <laughs> and watch it. I've also been watching the latest season of The Amazing Race because my wife and I are just suckers for The Amazing Race so I think it's probably one of the better reality TV shows. This is now the 26th season. That's just crazy. And what they've done in this season they've got instead of just having established type couples they've got I think it was five couples that were like long-standing couples and then they've got another five teams that were made up of people that are on blind dates just meeting each other for the first time on the starting line of the race and so far in the first couple of episodes the blind date couples have actually been performing better
0: they've got no baggage
1: well exactly and oh there's one of them that you can tell they're not going to make it because they're she's just an annoying cow and he doesn't care <laughs> and anytime he makes a mistake she just rubs it in for the whole episode and he's just like yeah whatever but One of the interesting facts on it is one of the existing couples is actually Johnny from New Kids on the Block, who is now probably in his mid to late 40s, and his personal trainer, and they're a a gay couple, and yeah, it's it's strange watching like a member of new kids on the block as a grown-up quite old adult making reference to new kids on the block every now and, then. <laughs> and yeah they go to like they went to japan and he was talking about how they'd planned on having a reunion tour in japan but they decided the money was better if they stayed in vegas so he was like oh, i've never been to japan sort of thing but it's interesting and yeah just the the strange dynamic of having the blind dates gives it something new because i think the fact that it has gone on so long means that they're kind of running out of a gimmick for The Amazing Race, but that that's still going. As far as non-reality TVs going and new shows, I watched the first episode of Better Call Soul,
0: which is the, which Breaking, is the Bad yeah,
1: Breaking Bad spin-off with Bob Odenkirk as Soul Goodman, and the first episode didn't really grab me, so I haven't gone back, but by all accounts, it's worth it if you're a Breaking Bad fan purely for the little tie-ins and cameras Yeah, I, and stuff. I'm
0: all keen to see it and I thought Netflix was going to get it and then when I look at, no, it's not quite yet. Yeah. I think they're going to get it eventually but it's got to finish with AMC broadcasting at first so I'm like, oh, I'll wait.
1: I, I don't think it's as well made as Breaking Bad and I don't think that, despite the fact that I really like Bob Odenkirk, I don't think he's got the charisma to carry the show on his own
0: but that being I think said, he would but he just, the story needs to be correct. Yeah.
1: Well, that being said, I've only watched the first episode and I I haven't gone back for any more just Speaking of Breaking
0: Bad, I read something today that the producers of Breaking Bad are imploring imploring people to not go to the Walter Weiss house and throw pizzas on the roof. (laughs) So, obviously, the real house in Albuquerque, people are going along, big fans, and throwing a pizza on the garage roof. Now, if you've seen the show, you know what we're talking about. That's all that needs to be said. Yes.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. That was my favourite bit of the whole series. And, yeah, I've I've been watching a few other little things. The latest series of Last Week Tonight with John Oliver is Mm -hmm. back on, and the Comedy Channel here on Foxtel is showing it, fast-tracking it now. So it's on in the States on a Sunday night, and we get it here like 6 o'clock on a Monday afternoon, which is really good. And as usual, he is just on fire Mm -hmm. with uh, the stuff that he's been doing. He's been doing a campaign against Marlborough to have a new mascot of Marlborough being... Uh, I forget the name, I think it's Jerry the Diseased Lung or something yep. like that. So yeah, that's been been quite good and they've been continuing that through the episodes. I also just watched a little mini-series on BBC First here on Foxtel called Dates, which about is... About No?
0: No, it's That's about, my favourite slang term for a bum <laughs> is a date.
1: It was about internet dating and it's a series of first dates and just the awkwardness of meeting people for the first time. It was a nine-episode series and it, I thought it was new, but it actually turns out it was 2013. But it's got a couple of big-name stars. It's got Una Chaplin, who you may know from being Rob Stark's wife in Game of Thrones. Oh, so it's
0: scripted, It's not it? Yeah, it is okay. scripted.
1: It's, yeah, it's very well-written, actually, and it's well-directed, quite an interesting show. There was one episode that I thought was not quite as good as the others until the big twist at the end. And the twist kind of made it all worthwhile. Kind of like when we watched Hair last year. And, yeah, and it's just interesting just the, the dynamic of people meeting on first dates. And a couple of the other big names in it, I think Ben Chaplin, his name was, who was from the Thin Red Line. He's, he's in it. He's like a smarmy sort of middle-aged doctor. And the guy that played Moriarty in Sherlock turns mm. up as like this strange sort of christian cultist fundamentalist sort of dude in one episode which was pretty good too but yeah i've been watching a bit of that and the only other thing i've been watching is probably a little bit of wrestling leading up to wrestlemania coming up i can't say that i'm as excited about it as i was last year for wrestlemania but i have been pretty excited with nxt still and it's a bit sad that their feeder league is actually better than the main show at the moment, and we're what three weeks away from Mania, and I don't I mean, really care.
0: I mean, it's all product. Yeah, and is that product for what audience? Like, they're a product that have got to sell one, they've got to sell the network. Two, they've got to sell a TV show. Three, they've got to sell pay per views. Four, they've got to sell T-shirts. Five, they've got to sell games. Yeah. So they're doing all these things. Now, you as a 40-year-old man are into one aspect of that. You're not buying the T-shirts. No. You could. Like, if, if there was another equivalent of an Austin out there, you might buy the T-shirts.
1: Well, ironically, we were talking about whether we'd see any wrestling T-shirts when we went to Soundwave, yes. and we saw one girl wearing a Daniel Bright T-shirt, which we thought was pretty exciting. another one with a
0: WrestleMania t shirt. Yeah, another
1: WrestleMania T-shirt. Because I actually said to you, I reckon if we see any T-shirts, it'll be a CM Punk T-shirt. Mm. But yeah, Daniel Bright shirt.
0: Um, so the fact is, you're not that T-shirt-buying audience. No. You are watching the war. You're not paying for the pay-per-view.
1: No. I, so, do, I don't have the network not like some of our friends mm,
0: so you're not the market anymore probably not most of it so the yep. product is not for you there is enough of it there to keep you watching on a weekly basis and that's it yep. you're not forking out the dollars you'd used to yeah exactly
1: because um, back in the day i was getting what, every the wcw person. and the wwf pay-per-views and spending what, buying 60 dollars a t-shirts. month on,
0: so yeah. i mean it's, it's different so they are tailoring this product to a market that is buying so that's why john cena is still on the top because he sells a lot of t-shirts daniel bryant is at the top because he sells a lot of t-shirts because that's what the fans who are doing spending the money that's what they want
1: Speaking of Daniel Bryant, though, I think that's what's disappointing me with this year's Mania, that they really pushed Daniel Bryant last year, and the whole build-up with Daniel Bryant was really well done, it was awesome. But then he got injured straight away afterwards.
0: Yeah, but the thing with Daniel Bryant, I think, this is in-house for wrestling here, people, yep. um, if you're not a wrestling fan, tune out for about a minute, Yeah. but Daniel Bryant is over. Like He's popularized. Yeah, exactly. He does not need a belt to get him even more over. No. You can't get him more over. Like They've taken Cena pretty much out of the belt run while he's going for the yon- IC title, I think now. Yeah. US title,
1: I think it was. Yeah, yeah. But, so, yeah the, the second tier title.
0: It's not again. Cena is over. He doesn't need a belt to be over. He yep. needs so those two are safe. They they just need to be in a storyline. They don't need a belt. Yeah. Roman Reigns, they're pushing as the next big star. Seth Rollins is without a belt, becoming a big star with just with a bloody suitcase. Yeah, briefcase. Exactly. So they're doing okay, and they're trying to turn Roman because. They found out when every time Watson gets injured... Cena. No, Orton. Randy Orton. Every time he gets injured, they realise, we don't have anyone. Yeah, like, exactly. It's sort of like, wow, when you take Cena away, and they've had, unfortunately, Orton was away for a while, Daniel Bryant was injured, and they tried to make a big heel out of, uh, face out of Roman Reigns last year, but he got injured. Yeah. They realise, we have nothing. Yeah, exactly. They've got, they got a few heels, but when yep. it comes to faces that are credible, they don't have any and they keep making even all the big guys like your big shows and your canes heels so it's like all the legitimate threats to the bad guys aren't there yeah so they need a roman reigns in in position what they're doing this time around is terrible and all the smart marks out there realize that so they're not getting behind him in the same way they hated john cena forever and kind of
1: like the same way they hated rocky maivio back when he was you know, Rocky Pushed Maivia before
0: he yeah. they've turned him into the Rock. So it's it's nothing new what we're seeing here. No. It's just he's not a wrestler for us. They're going to turn him. They want to turn him into another Cena. Now whether you can say Cena's a good thing or a bad thing, and a lot of people say he's a bad thing. He has sold more t-shirts than anyone else. He has put bums on Zs for ten years. Yeah, he has done all these things. So they're trying to do that with Roman Reigns. I don't think Roman Reigns has the speaking ability as Cena. Well, he doesn't but have the charisma of Cena. And I don't remember what Cena was like when he started. Well, he had that white rapper gimmick that wasn't very good. Did he do it well? He did. So, I mean, because it's just where where's Roman now? Where yeah. can he become? Exactly. The Rock obviously proved he has got something, but he has sort of had that from the get-go, you know. Yeah. So it, it's an interesting place, the wrestling at the moment, but you've got to watch it, again, as a product. Exactly. It's not realistic, because if it's realistic, a guy who's, you know, 500 pounds seven foot tall should be able to kick most people's asses Hmm. but it doesn't
1: yeah and i think they're realizing that there's no real competition as far as other wrestling companies go these days but they are having a lot of competition with like ufc and boxing pay-per-views and that sort of stuff yeah. and ufc really understand that and they're pushing the almost wrestling like angles with
0: their pay-per-views well you're saying there's not much competition their own like you're saying before nxt is better yeah well, so they are getting competition from in house which hopefully will push them to another level and saying all right we've got to do what they're doing or we can steal what they're doing and make it better yeah that's all but reading um, an article today wrestling years ago now there was Shawn Michaels Triple H Razor Ramon Kevin Kevin Nash they called themselves The Click it was never a public thing or a televised thing. It was just what they called themselves backstage. Yep. And when two of them left the company, they sort of had a click salute to each other. And it was basically, if you put your fingers, like the horns, doing yep. the horns in um, for metal with your thumb into your middle two fingers and the other two fingers up like horns. And they sort of touch tips of fingers and that. That's the click salute per se and that was 15 20 years ago oh 15 at least
1: uh, yeah i think it probably would have been yeah probably i don't know probably 18 years yeah.
0: maybe. I, I, So it's it, a long time ago now but in japan which is a very strong wrestling country yeah with their own unique version of wrestling i suppose it's not like the fed no they've got a group or a posse or a collective called the bullet club who use the click salute as their sort of thing. And now the Fed are sort of like trying to do a trademark on the click salute, even though it was never a big public thing. I suppose they kind of used it in WCW when they became the NWO. Yep. It sort of became their thing. So I guess they own that side of it now. So now they're trying to stop the Bullet Club using the click logo and stuff like that. So they're, they're threatened. No real competition, but they're obviously, there's people out there. People are looking for that.
1: Okay. Now,
0: like there is a WWE neck, network for wrestling. I, uh, haven't they just introduced a New Japan, New Japan equivalent?
1: Have, uh, yeah, a network now as well.
0: So if you're a big wrestling fan and you come across as, like, I remember back in the day, I only knew the Fed. I didn't know anything else existed. Then there was the WCW, yep. which, oh, this exists too. And then I found out about ECW, Extreme Championship Wrestling. It's like, oh my God. And then once you sort of see that going back to what WCW was producing on free to wear stuff here, it was like, wow. Yeah. And, and if you are a wrestling fan now, And you got the network, and then you find out about this New Japan network, you are going to have your mind blown.
1: Exactly. And on top of that, you've got some pretty decent indie stuff out there with like Lucha Underground and Ring of Honor having weekly TV shows that are actually worth watching that have decent wrestling rather than just storylines, yeah. so, so there is yeah.
0: competition, not to the level no. of, of real competition, but when it comes to if you are a fan of wrestling and you go, oh, I want something a bit more real, and it's like, oh, and you don't want to go the UFC route, yep. but you can sort of, oh, shit, there is, not, there is an alternative out there. Exactly. I and mean, with the internet, only makes it easier to find. You just yeah, got to keep looking. Definitely. Yeah, if they
1: had YouTube back in the day when I was first getting into wrestling, you know, there was probably thousands more people that I would have watched growing up rather than just being a fan of the, and the Dog and the Killabees, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, that, that's a bit of TV. We've rambled a little bit, so we'll jump into
0: movies. Movies? Have you been going to the cinema?
1: I have, but I will hold off on that and just oh. sort of talk about the movies that I've watched at home because you have actually seen one of the same movies that I have at the cinema, so we'll, we'll discuss that together. Okay. But I've watched... Two movies at home that are fairly new releases. I rewatched Big Hero 6 because that's now out on DVD and I actually sat down and watched the post credits a little bit with I Stanley. It. And yeah, my kids still really loved it. I think my 4-year-old probably liked it a bit more watching it at home rather than at the movies because his attention span stayed with it longer and just the joy of watching kids that are enjoying a movie there's a, there's a scene where Baymax first gets wings and Hero flies him around and my little 4 year old was just you know enamored by this like flying robot So Mm -hmm. it was good just watching him watch the movie. So I enjoyed that. And movies that I didn't really enjoy, I watched The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1 and it really felt like a Part 1. It was two hours of a very, very slow build-up that didn't pay off at the end. And there was a couple of action pieces in it, but nothing really grabbed you like the first couple of movies did. And I I think the problem was there wasn't enough Woody Harrelson because he was the kind of... I, I do. love I'm, wood. I'm a big fan of the Woody. <laughs> so yes, the the characters, like Jennifer Lawrence's Katniss character, is not likable. But when she you, is. I mean,
0: yeah, that's, what, that's what I'm surprised with the other. I haven't seen this one, but the others I've seen, and I was I was amazed how much I cared about her, even though she is not likable. Yeah. it's like god damn it i like jennifer lawrence and i will let you get away with this exactly any, and, any other actress i wouldn't and actually i think the
1: fact that there isn't a games in this one kind of lets it down it's more about the the build-up
0: of the revolution whatever and, it is yeah. yeah
1: but yeah i was a little bit disappointed with that but i have had a trip to the cinema so maybe we'll have a bit of a chat about that We've, okay we have both seen the imitation game yep i loved it i'm not too sure what you i really enjoyed about.
0: it i, I- when I say I love a movie it's like I want to go out and buy the DVD or something like that so it's not its not that sort of film
1: I don't think it's a movie that you would watch again no good. It, it was very thought provoking and it made me go and check out the Wikipedia because it is based on the life of Alan, Alan Turing, Turing who, who invented was, the first computer yeah he invented computers and was pretty instrumental in breaking the Enigma code during World War 2 that saved a lot of lives
0: now according to the movie he invented the computer and he broke the Enigma code but but you read the wiki, so yeah. you know the truth.
1: According to real life, there was probably a little bit more embellishment in that. And in the movie, they kind of hinted at his homosexuality, but apparently in the in the real life, he was quite predatory. Oh, no, and well,
0: they, he was they, they didn't hint it In well, the movie, yeah. that it was, it was, a, it was a, on the quiet. Yes. Where apparently it was quite out there. It yeah. was we're very well known. He didn't hide the fact that he was gay, and he was quite forward in talking to... Or approaching men.
1: Yes, whether they
0: were gay or not. Yeah. Yeah,
1: but... I, I liked the movie I thought it was probably
0: yeah not knowing the real story I went in saw it enjoyed it thought it was amazing came out going great and then people were talking about fallacy in film yeah because the, a lot of the Oscars this year there was plenty of fallacy in the films which we'll get onto one i see in a sec so as a film it was interesting it was paced well it was acted well you know for, for a bunch of scientists sitting in a room yeah it was quite intense yeah exactly
1: in that way and it was a period piece so that's always well done that they you know it, it had the right look of the 40s sort of world war ii sort of area mm. and yeah and Benedict cumberbatch
0: acted it really well he's where i don't know I, I think he's good but he's not that different like no. <laughs> he's, if you are going back to big bang theory a like, lot he's almost sheldon yeah like, he's the uh, asperger's guy he's very intelligent but he also doesn't understand how the world works
1: yeah so and the like, fact that the guy that plays sheldon who his name escapes me right yeah. now kept winning like emmys and stuff uh, for playing this character when really he was just
0: playing himself Mm. so i mean and he's good but i haven't seen come play someone else yet like sherlock's not far different from this guy no um khan oh sorry spoiler in star (laughs) trek 2 um not really that different so i haven't seen him act yet yeah is he the best actor i don't know because it seems to be the same guy but the weird thing I got out of it, because I love Mark Strong, I think he's an awesome character, actor, yeah. and he plays the MI6 guy in this movie. Yeah. There's a movie that, if you like this, I recommend you see Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. It's a phenomenal film. And that has Benedict Cumberbatch in it playing. It's set in the 50s, maybe 60s, but okay. it's sort of post-war spy era game. And it's a spy movie when no action happens. It's all about... The paper chase, the negotiation, it's its real spying. It's not James Bond, it's its its a lot more boring than that. Okay. But fuck, it's good. So I recommend this movie a lot. But Benedict Cumberbatch plays a gay guy in that, and Mark Strong is in it as well, so I was like, <laughs> is this just a prequel to Tinker Taylor? Maybe <laughs> um, it is. not. But I kept thinking about that going, these are the same guys. That was really good. So I i enjoyed The Imitation Game. Okay, so well, it was
1: Speaking good. of spies,
0: you yes. saw The Kingsman? I did, which has got Mark Strong in it. He's well, fantastic. Yeah. and yeah, The Kingsman is a. It's based on a Mark Miller comic. It's directed by Brian Brian Vaughn. No, that's a comic artist Matthew Vaughn, yep. who did X Men First Class. Oh well, I like that. Actually,
1: now First Class wasn't bad. It's was the for Lawrence.
0: Yeah, oh, right. um, um, I was thinking
1: of X Men. Last Stand. No, no, was just that the
0: was shit very No, no. yeah, It's fun. It's sort of like the... It's a fun spy movie. like Because that's what Vaughn... He could have done the next um, X-Men film. And he goes, no, no, no. I want to do a spy movie. Okay. I, want to, I want to make him fun again. And it's definitely that. And Colin Firth plays like super debonair spy. And he is awesome in this. He does action scenes, which you didn't think Colin Firth could do. It's violent. It's funny. It's all these sort of things. Now, a lot of people don't like because he's misogynistic and over the top. And that's fine. That's kind of what I liked about it. Like, I've talked about Mark Miller before. I think he does Wanted and Kick yeah, Ass. Yep. Yeah, because Matthew Vaughan also did Kick Ass. Oh, okay. It? Mark Miller is a. 14 year old boy like he's very good at what he does but he also has the humor of a 14 year old boy so you know dick jokes and fart jokes and, and i think the beauty of him is when he's ma he's teamed with matthew vaughn as matthew vaughn takes a lot of that out and makes a better version of what he's written as a comic because he did also wanted and, and you know kick ass so he makes it more palatable for more people so i think the movie is probably better than the comic in that way but it's got a lot of moments that are very, very good, so I'll pay that. And it's got some really laugh-out-loud moments, so I-, I can recommend it. It was a fun experience at the cinema.
1: Well, it's good to know. Yeah. Now, speaking of fun experiences at the cinema, we'll jump into your next one. Really? Which one? (laughs) one?
0: You're talking about American Sniper? (laughs) That wasn't fun. fun. (laughs) No, exactly. I thought that would be the worst segue to jump into, but we'll we'll mention it. Uh, So, talking about fallacy in film, um, American Sniper, a very well-made movie, directed by Clint Eastwood, who knows how to direct a film. Bradley Cooper is giving a... I wasn't sure if it was a good performance until I saw actual footage of the guy he's portraying Chris and Kyle it's, it's an amazing performance because okay. it, it's pretty much it. but it's strange I remember coming out of that movie not knowing what I'd seen because yeah. I'm watching it going oh, is this an anti-war film or is this a pro-America film because <laughs> I was confused because it's like are you saying wars are bad or good because you're sort of pushing this guy who's gung-ho he's rah-rah he's the best sniper there is he's fantastic he's awesome and what is he a hundred and something confirmed kills or? Well, yeah and, but at the same, and then he's got a bit of the old post-traumatic stress disorder when he comes home, and it's like, are you saying war's bad or good? Because you're glorifying everything he's doing, but now you're saying it's not good to come home. I'm confused, and a lot of people were too. So I'm glad I wasn't the only one. And then the more I've come out of it, going, he's a bit of a dick. That Chris Kyle, because he wrote a book, and it's based on his autobiography. Autobiog- but unfortunately, he was murdered by because at the end of his time in Afghanistan he became he started helping um other people who've come back with yeah. post traumatic stress disorder, with amputees, all this sort of stuff. That that was how he could contribute to help these people. So he, he taking him to firing ranges and, 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 and helping these guys out, being yeah. a support group and that sort of thing. And unfortunately one of the guys he was trying to help Ended up shooting him and another guy, murdering them. Yep. So it's a tragic story. So all the negotiations to make the film was done before he was murdered, and it's been finished. But he wrote autobiography. Which is full of lies, including one where he said he got into a barroom fight with Jesse the Body Ventura to go back to wrestling. Yeah. Okay. Or, or governor of Minnesota. And that came out afterwards. I mean, that's where Jesse goes, I've never met the guy in my life. That's a load of crap. And end up taking the estate to court and I yeah, $2 I got million. $2 million, dollars or dollars, exactly. And he claims other things in his book. He was sniping people from the top of the Silver Dome. Superdome. Superdome.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Hawk Hogan.
0: Uh, <laughs> shooting looters <laughs> during the Hurricane Katrina. Now it's like, no that that's murder. You, you can't do that. So there's I think a lot of bullshit going on. So well. as far as the movie and his confirmed kills as a sniper in the army in Afghanistan I can't question it. It's, yeah. it's true. All these sort of things happen. The guy himself sounds like a bit of a dick because yeah. of all that. So I'm, I'm really not sure. But at the time, I didn't know any of this. I just watched the movie and it was fine. Like I said, well-made film. You sort of got a bit gung-ho in there and, you know, at the same time. And then you go, yeah, war is bad. So I was, I was, I was confused the whole time. But it was okay. okay. It was fine. But then you hear all the other stuff afterwards and you start questioning things a little more. Going, I don't know. Yeah.
1: What so did the, I just watch? Yeah.
0: Then? So the whole movie really is, I don't know. <laughs> I <sighs> do Yes. so uh, One more movie adding for me. Okay. It was now, just this week. We did mention this
1: back in January when we were talking about our movies that we were looking forward to. And our anticipations. We did. And was it as good as you were hoping? No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no I saw Jupiter Ascending, which is the new Wachowskis film.
1: Which is Channing Tatum and... Mealy Kunis. Mila Kunis. hmm Before she had a baby?
0: I guess so. Yeah. yeah this had been sitting on the shelf for about a year. Okay. They didn't know how to release it. And we were talking about it afterwards with... Shooting the Pooh co hosts and well, they they panicked Hollywood and I didn't know how to release it, I think. And the problem is, you get a stink to you if you hold sit on the shelf for a year, people are going, Why? It must be bad. And then the expectation comes out, and if it's not perfect, you know, people are going, Yeah, that's why it was on the shelf for so long. It's, I was hoping for, I think I may have mentioned this when we were anticipating the new Matrix, like something that is the next step of cinema, you know, let's do something new for science fiction films or whatever. And uh, okay because
1: they did Cloud Atlas a couple of years ago didn't they which they produced
0: I, it and wrote it but they didn't direct it okay
1: i i kind of enjoyed cloud atlas because i liked the way it all sort of well, tied into each other
0: it's ambitious and that's yeah. what i, I you sort of i was talking to Monty about this actually talking about cloud atlas and movies like that and even southland tales is i would much rather see a Fucking failure if it was ambitious. And a very safe movie going forward. So, Cloud Atlas, you know, a lot of people talking about that. The movie like The Fountain, which is very similar. Yeah. But that was Aronofsky's sort of failure. So, Jupiter Ascending plays, Mila Kunis plays a girl who cleans toilets with her family. Not not for fun, that's their job. (laughs) Uh, And turns out that she's actually royalty from space. As you do. As you do. So, you've got Channing Tatum coming down with his... Jet set radio skater boots (laughs) so he can fly around and he tries to save her because there's bounty hunters essentially coming to get her. And it, it feels like it's based on a really big book and they've condensed it down because it should have been bigger. But she sort of gets taken and there's these three families of royalty that are sort of wanting her. To sort of, they're playing these two brothers and a sister are all f- vying for something that she's involved in. So if they can get her on board, they'll they'll win basically. So she sort of gets involved with one of them, and she sort of resolves that very quickly. And then she goes, "Oh, now I'm with the next one," and she sort of resolves that quick. And it's sort of like nothing's happening. Okay, you're sort of like. And it's almost like each one should have been their own movie, in a way, that you could have dealt with that one a bit more in depth and done, and then the next movie could have been the next sibling, and then the next sibling, maybe, if you did it as a trilogy. But this felt kind of rushed, and it's not based on a book from a, as far as I know, so it's like you've written it this way, and it just, you could have just dealt with one person and taken the other two out and made it a bit more, more fleshed out, in a way. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, visually, it's fine. Have I seen anything I haven't seen before? Maybe. There's a few things in there that were kind of cool. But it wasn't anywhere near as innovative as Matrix, but nothing has been since the Matrix. So it's still pretty groundbreaking.
1: It's funny, because going back to when we were watching that show, Dates, there was a scene in that when they were in a nightclub. And my wife's like, oh, it always shits me in movies that when people go to nightclubs, they just talk normally and you can hear them. And I happen to mention that in that first Matrix movie, it's probably the only scene in a nightclub where they have to put subtitles on and they're they're yelling at each other and you can't hear what they're saying over the music. And I always remember that about the Matrix. Yeah, so... uh, It was groundbreaking.
0: mm, So, yeah, it's... I don't know I, I've seen it and I, don't, I think I'm done <laughs> I, I wasn't super impressed with it Mondi was he thought it was great it was a bit of fun I went on Facebook the next day a few other people had seen it going God that was boring <laughs> so I was like alright so people hated it a lot more than I did and people liked it a lot more than I did Okay. and not that I saw the film but the guy who won the Academy Award for Best Actor Ion Ray- Raymond or Redmond he was. He played Stephen Hawking in oh, okay, that you, movie yeah he's in this as a bad guy fuck he is terrible and the way I said it when I posted that I I think time stopped when he (laughs) talked and at one point I think it went backwards it's just I don't know what happened one friend on Facebook posted he goes he should bring the Academy and give his Oscar back (laughs)
1: Yeah, but you don't get uh, awarded for your body of work. You get awarded for one particular thing. Yeah, I know. But
0: yeah, so see it on the big screen if you're going to see it. There's definitely plenty of eye candy as far as I go, especially Channing Tatum with his top off, you know, if you like that. <laughs> but it's, it's, yeah, I. I don't know. I'm just. I'm wanting. I wanted more out of it. It's not like I went in and was surprised. It's like I went in going, "It's the Wachowskis. Come on, guys, don't blow me away." And, and They didn't. They didn't, unfortunately. Where I'm, I'm, I'm an apologist for Speed Racer, but that's me.
1: Well, unless you're not an apologist for the third Matrix movie, or even the second Matrix movie, for that. Yeah, one. I don't like them.
0: I know people who do, but yeah, not not me. Not me. I'm, no, I'm not, not me smart either. enough at Th- that. scene in the rave
1: just was enough for me. Oh yeah, yeah. goddammit. Going back to the the second Matrix movie, I I loved the first Matrix, and my wife loved the first Matrix. And the second Matrix movie came out. We hadn't been going out all that long, and we went to like a midnight showing of it, where they showed Matrix One from like ten o'clock and then midnight. For the second matrix and we were there with with her parents and it was like a big deal to go and see this matrix movie and i was sitting through the whole movie going my god this is an absolute pile of shit <laughs> what happens if you know my new girlfriend that's going to be my future wife likes this movie <laughs> and i don't
0: but thankfully she hated it as well so uh, i so
1: knew it was good to me <laughs> so yes
0: I'm right. glad we didn't go on a date and see Jurassic Park 3 because I enjoyed it and you thought it was a big dialogue. Well, Jurassic dialogue Park 3 is the I read until I yes. stopped. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, that's why we're not married people exactly no
1: mm. alright well that, that's movies and that's probably a nice place to wrap up this month's episode we've rambled on a bit more about things that we don't normally ramble on about so yes no. I, I think next month when we come back we will probably talk a little bit about <laughs> Wrestlemania and whether it lived up to our expectations because as I said it is coming up at the end of this month or is it April no it is the end of May <clears throat> the end of March is Wrestlemania so by the time we get to our April episode so we probably would have watched it and we can see what we think but yeah other than that if you have any comments if you think matrix 2 is great probably unsubscribe to the podcast now (laughs) but yes if you have any comments find us on our facebook page we are facebook.com are we yes we are facebook.com the massive attack podcast we are the mapodcast.podbean.com drop us a line on our gmail which is the podcast and Yeah, maybe if you're really good, you could leave us some feedback on iTunes, which I haven't checked for a while, so maybe you have. If you have, thank (laughs) you. (laughs) Yes. All right. Well, until next month, thank you, Mitch. No worries. And we'll talk to you later. Bye.
0: Where did my liberty
1: go? Now they take it over and they've got complete
0: control. Where did my liberty go? Pop is high, barely getting by. They want you to suffer before you die.
1: There's no moving up. Too many mouths to feed. Take all they want from the ones who need it. Where did my liberty go? Where did my
0: liberty? Go? Don't formalize it Cause if they hear you cry.